This is the Private Practice Workshop Podcast, and I'm your host, John Clark. Good to have you back again. Thanks for tuning in. Uh, As I mentioned last week, uh, I am restarting the podcast and kind of finding my way into it. So I'm excited to connect with you all again. Um, uh, What's ahead? Well, we just announced the start of a brand new program we're offering to you all. It's called Group Practice Accelerator. It's a six-month mastermind that meets weekly in a small group up to eight people where we're going to help you um, uh, refine, stabilize, and grow your group practice so that you can make more money and help more people without having to work more or lose your mind in the process. So really excited about that program. If you want to learn more, go to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash GPA for Group Practice Accelerator, and the link is in the description. Um, today, we're going to be going um, through a, um, uh, a, another live talk that I offered within our mastermind program on how to write your mission statement and how to build a business that is mission-driven. So um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it, and um, I look forward to um, talking to you again in the next one. All right, take care. Okay, so today we're talking about mission and mission statement. And um, kind of my definition for mission is the bigger picture impact that you and your organization are going to have on other people and on the world around you. So it's kind of like it's the ripple effect of what you do in your community and, um, and, and the help that you give. So it's ideally something much, much bigger than yourself. Ideally, your mission is kind of like a noble cause, right? So whatever that cause may be. Your mission is not doing therapy for people, right? Or doing CBT or doing EMDR or whatever it is. That is, um, that's kind of what your business does. That's the core function of your business. Um, But it's uh, by no means the the mission. So um, your mission should also be a cause that people that get involved in your business can really get behind, can get excited about and want to dedicate their, their time and energy to, in other words, to, to kind of dedicate their lives to. So, um, you know, and again, even with you guys as solo practitioners, for the most part, I still think it's really important to think about your, uh, the mission of your business and also your kind of personal mission. Uh, last week we talked about, um, uh, purpose. And so hopefully you can see, and find your own overlap in this, that you're kind of using your purpose to accomplish the mission of your business. And again, when you, um, uh, if you have other people involved in your business, you want to kind of get them behind uh, that mission. So a couple examples um, of some fun mission statements. Um, spoiler alert, I'm a big uh, Tesla fan. I like the company and I like Elon, uh, despite his, his um, how eccentric he is. So Tesla's mission statement is to accelerate the world's transition to sustainable energy. That's what the, the company does. And he is probably one of the best examples of a real mission-driven leader in that literally every decision that he and his uh, executive team make is filtered through that lens. So for instance, he will do things to serve the mission that might piss off his board of advisors. For instance, if uh, he's done partnerships with companies like Ford or Toyota that say, hey, we don't have our own battery technology or software. Can we borrow yours, right? Or can we, you know, can we pay you for yours rather than developing our own? So the, the, 
you know, if there was a business coach over his shoulder, they would go, hell no, don't do that. Don't give away your intellectual property, right? Um, don't give away your, your product. He is entirely focused on, on the mission and achieving that mission, right? And the bigger one being global warming is narrowing in on, on all of us faster than we realize. And so that that's his mission is to accelerate our, our um, transition to sustainable energy. So he's making decisions through that lens and doing things like partnering with, with his competitors because it serves the mission. Um, they accepted Bitcoin for a while. And then there was a study that came out on the, how Bitcoin servers can be pretty bad for the environment. They burn a ton of energy. So they, he stopped accepting Bitcoin, right? Because of that, because it was in, in created dissonance with, with the mission. So that's just an example of how, you know, you can think about using your, your mission statement and think about how much easier it makes your, uh, makes your decisions, right? When you have that, that guiding principle, does it, does this decision, you know, further the mission? Does it impede the mission? Does it go against the mission? I used to work for a nonprofit called Appalachia Service Project. I, I still do some work with them and consulting with them. Their mission statement is really, really wonderful and, and bold. It's to eradicate poverty and substandard housing in central Appalachia, which includes multiple state, states. It's a massive region of the country. There's really serious poverty, people with dirt floors and outhouses. And uh, the mission should sound kind of impossible, right? Because in the lifespan of that nonprofit and all the work, um, th you know, we may never eradicate all poverty and substandard housing in Appalachia, but that's kind of the point, right? Is it's this big lofty goal and this big uh, lofty kind of cause, right? Um, and it's kind of like the mission should never be accomplished, right? It's like that, that's why it's motivating. That's why it is um, uh, uh, so big, right? Um, Mike Michalowicz, so um, author of Profit First and, and a bunch of other business books, um, his mission statement really for him and his team is to eradicate entrepreneurial poverty. So the big problem is a lot of entrepreneurs are not making money, they're, they're bleeding cash, they're never paying themselves, right? And there's an injustice to that as well. So that's something to think about too for you guys in your own practice. Like what, what is the injustice that you're fighting against? And sometimes we get so focused on like the individual sitting in front of us and also depending on our training. Um, for instance, my training was so psychodynamic and it's just like this person and all their mommy and daddy issues and that's all that exists. And then I meet, for instance, LCW, LCSWs who have a way better context of this person existing in systems and in the environment and society and all these things, right? And just seeing how part of the work you're doing is, is fighting against injustices, right? And your client's life and your community, et cetera. Um, we're always revising and working on our own mission statements. Mine are not perfect, but the key is just to have one and to keep working on it and to keep sharing it with your team, right? So for, for a private practice workshop, it's to help 1 million therapists help more people and make more money and to eradicate therapist poverty. Um, so I stole that directly from Michael Kalowitz. Um, part of my mission statement story and why I started this business is because in week two of graduate school, they had a bunch of really tired counselors come in and do a panel with us to talk about the profession. And they unanimously said, if you want to help people and make decent money, you're in the wrong place. You should go become a dentist. And it was this kind of like culling and actually people left the program. And it was just this really toxic message of like, we are here. You're, you're just going to be kind of, um, it's a brutal profession. It's a thankless job. You're going to make 40 K the rest of your life and probably never be able to retire. Um, in some therapists, we kind of wear that on our sleeves, right? There's a lot of that kind of 
culture. And so um, that really stuck with me and pissed me off. And uh, I think that that ethos still exists. And so it's a big part of my mission, along with also working to reduce stigma around mental health to improve um, our, our value in, in society, um, to make therapy more normal, et cetera. Um, <clears throat> for my new practice here in San Francisco, you know, I've thought about this one a lot. There's a lot of problems with San Francisco itself. People are very disconnected, people are very anxious. Well, they're disconnected in part because they're anxious and in their heads and just working on their crazy startup ideas. And um, uh, there's a lot of just kind of stress and hostility and disconnection here. And people want the opposite of that. And so our mission is to make San Francisco a calm and, com and connected community again. So that's a big, big mission and a big, um, a big kind of calls for this place. Um, how we do that, right, is right now through one-to-one -one therapy and helping people feel better so that they can, you know, be better and uh, more connected in their community, things like that. So your action steps to think about your own mission statement, I would kind of reverse engineer your way toward your mission statement, right? So again, if the impact of my practice was successful and we've changed San Francisco in a, in a big, meaningful way, what is that? So I would think about that too, rather than again, the service you provide, or it's like the thing that you're selling, you should focus less on that. Um, if my business does exactly what it intends to do, how is that going to change the world for the better? Another question um, is what would happen if my business didn't exist? Right. Again, going back to the Tesla example, I think is a really big one. Um, if we just keep burning fossil fuel, like no, there's no tomorrow, then there will be no tomorrow. So the stakes are pretty high. Uh, what's at stake if my business doesn't accomplish its mission? Once you have it, you know, you have to kind of use it, right? So publish your mission statement to things like your homepage, if you have an internal team site or your own four quadrants, even your email signature, things like that. You just want to start to use it and kind of be bold enough to, to, to put it out there. Again, if you bring on a VA or something like that, or a team member, you want to make this kind of the first thing they see, even in their job, in the job description, right? That you list clearly, like, this is what we're about. This is what we're up to here. You can list your values as well on a job description. I really recommend it because it's going to attract the right kind of people. And, uh, you know, along the way, um, I've, I've gotten better at making this more known and trying to get people fired up behind what we're doing. So some of the stuff that we have to do to, for instance, serve therapists and accomplish the mission is creating sales pages, doing webinars, you know, uh, setting up Kajabi, all these things. Um, but when I can get people behind the mission, right, the tasks are, um, uh, yeah, they're just more fun because it's, it's all heading somewhere, right? And there's, there's a cause that we're working on. So again, it, it took me too long to really understand that and try to communicate that to my team to get them behind it. But the more I've done it, the more they're, they're fired up about it and they can see the bigger picture impact of what we're doing, why this matters and how we're working to make bigger societal shifts by, by helping therapists and then helping you guys help more people. And again, even visualizing um, helping you then help more clients. There's a real impact there. So it's just important to stay connected with it. And it's also, I think from a burnout perspective, going to help preserve all of us if we keep in mind like, the, the ripples and ripples of, of what we're doing. So versus, oh my gosh, I'm in this session. I'm exhausted. I didn't sleep last night. You know, I wish this client would just shut up for a minute, which I'm sure you've never had that thought. Uh, <laughs> just me. Um, 
So there we go. Um, I'm gonna, I'll stop the recording here and then I'll turn it over for discussion. Then of course, we've got a link to this document that I'm kind of working from today. Um, but yeah, let's go ahead and um, turn it over for discussion. All right, that's all for now. I hope you enjoyed this episode. As always, uh, make sure to subscribe to the show and share it with a friend if you would like. Another quick reminder, um, I've announced Group Practice Accelerator. It's a six-month mastermind program. We meet weekly for an hour. We also have a private um, community online where you can interact with each other and get help from me in between sessions. Um, That's starting in just a couple weeks. If you want to learn more, go to privatepracticeworkshop.com forward slash GPA for Group Practice Accelerator. The link is also in the description. So hope you enjoyed this. I'll see you again next week. Take care. Bye.